I'm trying to um, encourage you, or I'm going to talk about the um, from the book that I got from uh, uh, Encounter, the life of faith. All right, so uh, we'll talk more about that. But tonight, um, I'm going to talk about being created in the nature or image of Christ. That is the God. Our creator. This is the God who, who called those things that be not as though they were. Pastors talk about this, I think, uh, two Sundays ago. Uh, uh, it's been in my mind even before that. But um, so uh, what happened, as I was reading this book since uh, uh, we got this book from The Encounter, I encourage you to... Uh, to get this book and read, uh, read it's easy read, but it's f- impactful. It's very, very uh, concise and a lot of information for Corn- Cornelia Newsom. And Cornelia Newsom, um, especially chapter three, I'm gonna talk about chapter three. I remember that creator. Okay. I found this on the web for what is impactful. I guess it's listening, all right? I'm gonna put it right here. Um, Cornelia, Cornelia Newsom was born in West Virginia in 1856, and she served for many years as a missionary along the Mexican border. border. Cornelia Newsom learned to trust God for challenging needs in the difficult circumstances. If you learn about God, and you, you, you come to, uh, uh, to Victory Church, you, 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 you should have learned that we, as a human being, without God, we are sinners. We, we, we born sinners because, because Adam and Eve corrupted the creation of God. Okay? And, and when we come, when, when we first come to Christ, we have nothing in us like him. Nothing in us like him. But in the new birth, God created in us the nature of Christ. So think about it. When we first came to Christ, we have nothing in him. The nature of him is not there. The likeness of him is not there. The, uh, the, uh, the ma- We're going to talk about his nature uh, a little bit uh, tonight. But it's not there. Once we became Christian... He wants to create it in us, his, his image. As a matter of fact, God loves to create us in Christ, and he gets more glory than the first time we got into Christ, if you, if you get what I'm saying. So he gets more glory when, uh, than the first time we came to Christ because he loves to create his image his nature in us. 
All right? So, point number one. In Christ, we become a new creation. In Christ, become the old things have passed away and all things, not some things, all things have become new. All things are old conducts that do the opposite of God wants you to do. Anything that selfish desires, cheating, lying, all those things, that is the simple stuff, like easily provoke, easily get angry, or pride. Listen to this uh, scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This is what I'm going to start with this in New King James. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things. In the New Living Translation says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The, lo- the old life is gone a new life has begun. In the Amplified, I love this. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. Not some, altogether, all things. The old, the previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. I remember when I was 13, about 13, 14 years old, my dad sat me down. And I, I, I was to get water baptized at, uh, uh, around that time. And he, he encouraged me, Sam, you are in the fork of life. And on the fork and the road of life. You have to choose between the narrow gate or the wide gate? I was 13, man. <laughs> All right, Dad. But he sat me down. So he challenged me. You have, to, you have to choose now. Narrow gate is not easy. It brings life. The wide gate, a lot of people go through it. But bring destruction. The choice is yours. At that time, I was only 13, like 13, 14 years old. I understood this a little bit about the word of God. But I knew I got to make a decision. And I, I, I felt in my heart that day or uh, uh, following after that, that a new life has begun in me. A new beginning has begun in me. I thank my dad for that. This is what Leonard uh, Raffenhill says one of the quotes there are three persons in living in each of us the one we think we are the one other people think we are and the one God knows we are so what do you think God thinks you are remember we talked about created in his image, in his nature. He thinks you got what it takes in life. You're just like me. You are my, my son. You are my daughter. You are in the family. Think about your family. If you look at your, your children, you have the same, the same nature, same, you know what? This is what our values are. We don't, we don't do stuff like this. 
So align yourself with God, what God has created you to be. You have the heart of God. You have a new spirit in you. You have the desire to obey God. This is, this is awesome. God says, God put inside of us a desire to obey him. Right? So that we can walk in his nature, not because we have to, but because we want to. It's become our nature. He wants us to have his nature so we can act and do and, and behave like God. That's what he wants us to be. To the point that it's his nature. Right? It's his nature. Like in, 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 in North Carolina, I think, thank you, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, I was teaching. It's what they, they it's, it's our nature. It's a good nature. Our God is a good God. He doesn't leave us high and dry. He changes us from the inside out. So it's not forcing us. You got to do this. No. It's not forcing us. Okay, you have to. You do it because you want to, not because you have to. It takes time. I want to introduce you to this uh, 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 a scripture in Ezekiel 36, 26, 27. I love this. I will I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your stubborn heart. Man, we were stubborn. We're doing all kind of things before we, we met uh, Christ. Um, we, did, we, we did whatever we want to do, when we want to do it, how we want to do it. I will remove your stubborn hearts and give you obedient hearts. Man, I like that. I love that. Better yet, uh, um, I will put my spirit in you and I will enable you. This is the, this is the time where, where when we say the word enable, I enable, uh, you don't enable your, your children. This is the time I want God to enable me <laughs> to live by, by, by my laws and you will obey my rules because I cannot do it on my own, guys. I make mistakes every day. I have to have a desire to obey. Like I said earlier, in the beginning, we just sinners. Sinners sin. Right? Sinners sin. This is all we know. Before, uh, what we knew before, before we were being Jesus. In Amplified says this, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. It means that easy to mold. Easy to, uh, from the heart of stone to heart of flesh. Easy to, to, uh, uh, to, to be changed, to, to mold like him. To be mold like him. And uh, uh, 27, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgment and do them. He will not leave us high and dry. And I will, and, and New Living Translation said this, I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender. I will pray, God, tenderize my heart. So I can, I can accept your word. Sometimes your word of God is encouraging you, but sometimes it's admonishing you and, you know, just poke you a little bit. When you, this one, this one hurt. It's not, it's not happening, but it's tender. I just imagine it's like a juicy steak, you know, it's, it's absorbed. 
the, 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 the ingredients. So this is a uh, um, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you, I will put my spirit in you so, so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulation. My regulation. God is so good. He doesn't say, okay, okay, this is, this is what you got to do. Or this is what, uh, what my nature and you do it on your own. He's not just giving you uh, a, a teaching, but to give you a heart. They give you a desire. So it's becoming your nature. So it's not a forceful thing. So, no, this is who I am. I'm a righteousness of God. I do the right things. Sinners, sin. Simple. So he gives us desire in our heart. So we act and do God's nature. Not because, because we have to, because, because we want to. Right? So I'll tell you another, another story of, uh, 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 in, in my life. As you know, I, I was not born in America. I came to America to go to school at the University of Kentucky in Lexington, Kentucky. This is back in 1986. I did, I, I did myself here. So on the way to the airport, again, my dad, never been to America, looked back in, uh, at the back. I was sitting in the back uh, seat. My brother and, brother-in-law uh, was driving the car. He said, my dad said, Sam, make sure you find a church. My dad is big and, and, and making sure we go to church on Sundays. And he said this, find First Assembly of God Church or Assembly of God. I'm not, I was not clear, but all I knew was Assembly of God. The reason, the reason he picked that church because he believed that church believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. It's all that he cared about. Here I was 22 years old. First time on the plane. First time uh, uh, traveling overseas, let alone to America. I didn't think about going to church. I mean, I knew it's important, but that's not the first thing. That's what my dad told me. Right? So I have, I don't have that in me, but okay, dad, thank you. So when I got to, to Lexington, Kentucky, uh, we were coming in a group of people. So uh, uh, a group of Indonesian student association picked us up. If you know uh, the, uh, the history about Indonesia back then, about 95% or more were Muslims. So naturally, all the people, the Indonesian students in Lexington, Kentucky, or University of Kentucky, are Muslims. So I just, there, and then I asked one guy, one of my senior, I said, hey, do you know any Christian families in the, in, in the, in, in the group? Oh, yeah, there's, uh, there's three Christian families. Oh, that's good. I got 33% chance to, get, uh, uh, to go uh, to meet them. So I said, hey, uh, give me the name. So he gave me one name. So this is Friday uh, morning uh, or Friday afternoon. Uh, I knew Sunday's coming up. I needed to go to church. And I remember my dad, right? And then I called that person. And he said, hey, my name is, so in, uh, my name is Samuel Moindong. I'd like to go to church with you on Sunday. Where do you go to church? Guess what? First Assembly of God. And I thought, That's how, this is me, right? 22 years old. He said, oh, yeah, this is what my dad was talking about. Does he pick me up? Make a long story short. This is where I met my beautiful wife. And like, in that church, when I grew spiritually in that church, but the point I'm trying to make here is that 
I don't have the desire there to, uh, to think about going to church. But God put the desire on me. I, I could have forgotten that. After what? You know how long to fly from Indonesia to America? It's about 35 hours. 25 hours on the plane. So, uh, so I, thank, uh, I thank God for that. So that's, that's, that's the, uh, the uh, uh, again, God doesn't leave you high and dry. All right? Talking about, talking about created in the nature of God. So the next point, being more like Jesus or being in the nature of God is a process. Our inner man is being renewed day after day. So again, doesn't happen automatically. When you receive God the first time, you still you, right? You might still have this thinking, thinking. You still have the old habit. But as you go, that God engrafted in you, planted in you, the nature of God sit there. All right? So it's a process, right? Like uh, somebody says, you can take a horse into uh, to drink uh, the water to the river, but you cannot force him to get to drink himself, right? Let's read this. Colossians 3, 1 through 11. I love this. Since you were brought back to life with Christ, focus on the things that are above, where Christ holds the honored position, the one next to God and the Father on the heavenly throne. Keep your minds on the things above, not only on worldly, not on, on, on worldly things. You have died. When you came to Christ, you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Christ now is your life. When he appears, then you too will appear with him, appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death whatever is worldly in you. This is all the old thinking, thinking, the old things, right? Your sexual sin, perversion, perversion, uh, uh, passion, lust, and greed, which is the same thing of worshiping wealth. It is because of these sins that God's anger comes on those who refuse to obey him. Greed, because of greed. You used to live that kind of sinful life. Also get rid of your anger, hot tempers, hatred, cursing, obscene language, and all similar sins. Don't lie to each other. You've gotten, uh, you've gotten uh, rid of the person you used to be and the life you used to live. Ten. And you have become a new person. Then this new person is continually, say day after day, is a process, renewed, being renewed in the knowledge to be like its creator. God, your creator, our creator. God who called things to do, uh, 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 that be not as though they were. Where this happened, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, uncivilized person, slave, or free person. Instead, Christ is everything and in everything. He wants us to put on our new nature and be renewed as we learn to know uh, our creator and become like him. It doesn't happen overnight, guys. We have to apply ourselves. We have to align ourselves. Sometimes we have to change things. Most of the time we have to change things. Change the habits, change the way we think. We, 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 we always say something 
That may be the obscene language now. No, I'm not going to say that anymore. It doesn't happen like that. But you got to apply. It's there. It's there. Right? So this, uh, F, uh, this was, uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's a daily walk with him. Every day we can become more and more like him. But we must be intentional. It doesn't, buy, doesn't happen by accident. We, got, we have to want it. We have want to apply it. We have to read his word. Okay, we're we, we going to spend time with him. It's, it's, it's one part of us we have to do, right? This means we have to allow our, our new nature to rule. And I'm going to talk about that. It is our responsibility to let it happen. So that's our next, uh, my next point. It is our responsibility, responsibility to allow the new desire in us to happen. Not that we have the desire, give the obey, uh, desire to obey. We still have the right. We're not robot guys. We can say no. We can say uh-uh. How many times we say, okay, you know the right, do the right thing, but you do not do the right thing. God gave us a free will. All right? So if it's our response, we have to apply. And that's a good thing for us, right? So the next uh, uh, scripture, uh, uh, Colossians 3, 12 to 15, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves. Nobody else but you do it. Clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Who clothes yourself with that? Yourself. Say, 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 say it together. Clothe yourselves. Clothe yourselves. 13. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Wow. Make allowance. That's not the nature of God to get offended. As a matter of fact, we cannot afford to get offended because that's when we get offended. Boom. It's open door. The enemy to get in. I appreciate Pastor Mira been talking uh, the whole week. Uh, we, we, we've been doing a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, interviewing. The one thing we need to make sure, unity in our team, unity in, 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 our, in our staff, and unity in, our, in the body of Christ. I appreciate that because we get offended. And we are human beings. We get offended very easily. But that's not the nature of God. Make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgive you. So you must forgive others. How many times God has forgiven you? All the time. Right? And above all, listen again. Clothe yourselves with love which bind us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. Who's doing the letting? We are. Let the peace of God that comes from Christ rule. Who's doing the ruling? Us. We need to let the peace of God rule in our hearts. Okay? So, I lost my... So, uh, uh, so let the peace of God that comes from Christ, rule in your heart. For as member of one body, you are called to live in one in peace and always be thankful. So again, it is our responsibility to uh, 
to let our new creatures take place. Now that God has put in you a desire to obey, are you going to resist? Are you going to allow that to happen? Right? The choice again is yours. Now, talking about creating a new nature in us, God, cre- uh, God, uh, God nature, which is God the creator, our creator. So the next point is, so we have all that stuff, right? We, we, we're a little bit knowing what uh, uh, God's nature. So what are we going to do about it? We read the word. We have to know what the nature of God's are. And then we apply to ourselves. But this is what happens, what get me going. Ask God, the creator, to help you to be more like his son, Jesus. So what, three weeks ago, I was in conversation with my mom on the phone. We were talking about the situation uh, in our family that really bothered my mom. So it's very easy for us to focus on the bad situation and talk about it. So, and then becoming a gossip, if not careful, right? So we hung up the phone and I was like, man, this is not good. You know, and, and, and I remember the scripture. The God who called those things that be not as though they were. So I called mom back. Hey, mom. Instead of, I know, I know it's, 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 it's not your fault. I know it bothered you. It bothered me also. But instead of talking about it and, and focus on the bad stuff, let's call those things that we wanted to happen now. Like Pastor said, call those things that be not as though they were. Romans uh, 4.17. As, as, as it's written, I'm, I've made you a father of many nations. Remember, Abram was told that he's going to have to be the father of my nation. He was 99 years old. And Sarah is, is, is not that young either, right? So he, he, where, there, there he was, an old man, and God said, you're going to be a father of many nations. But God... But Abram at that time, before that, in Genesis 5, uh, chapter 15, he's talking about he was taking Abram out of the, the tent and look at the stars and said, hey, this is where your descendants be. And guess what happened, what Abram did? God believed God. And God, because of he believed God, he accounted him righteous. Accounted here is like a credit. If you're accountant here, you know, knowing an accountant, it's like a credit. You like to get a credit, right? Hey, uh, uh, I'll get you $100 credit because whatever. God accounted him righteous because he believed God. Not because he works or whatever. Because otherwise the faith means nothing. So this is what it says. In the presence of him, he believed God who gives life to the dead and called those things which do not exist as though they did. When I called my mom, told her about this, and I read it in, 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 the, uh, in the Bible in, the, in her language, even though he knows English, he, he got, she got it. Basically, this is what it says. Uh, um, call those things that be not as to them. Basically, calling something that doesn't exist 
to be in existence. And this call word is different. It's a special word. It's, um, I did a little bit of, um, uh, of research on this. It's a special, uh, uh, this word call is a no ordinary call. It's a special call with a defined purpose, service, and dedication. The speaker has the authority to dictate the nature of the calling. The speaker has the authority to dictate the nature of the calling. This also translates to name something, right? To give attribution to someone or something. Let's say the, uh, the Greek word for call is kaleo, means to call out loud, to speak, to invite, to name, and to cry out. The root word meaning to command or to order. Just think about that, right? Call those things that be not so they were, is to call out loud, to speak, to utter with a loud voice, to cry out. Now look, look at, look at the other translation just quickly. Roman, Romans 4.17. Basically it says, God who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Call to existence the things do not exist. If love is not there, call it. If patience is not there, speak it. Compassion is not there, cry out to God, the creator. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. So amplify it. It says, God who, li- who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they are they already existed. I'm not talking about claiming it and uh, 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 naming and claiming, right? He says in here, speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised for you. Big difference. Unless God's specifically talking to you about certain things in your life. But I'm talking about the nature of God. That God's already for this belong to you. You and your creation. Right? Speak it. Another, I like this one, the NET translation. The God who makes the dead alive and summons like a king. The things that do not yet exist as though they already do. I'm excited about that. Summons. Call it. Speak it. Right? So, what I, so let's, let's look at just a couple of things uh, uh, with the God natures. Do you need love? Do you need to love someone who has hurt you badly? Have you experienced a situation like that in your life? I have. Man, you don't know what he did to me. Who don't know what she did to me? You want me to love him or her? Think about that. That's the very nature of, if anything you learn today, God is love. That is nature. How many times we, uh, uh, God for, forgave us, has forgiven us? Because he loves us. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our mistakes. For our sins. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, He who knew no sin became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I love that scripture. Because he, he doesn't have to do this. But he did it because he loved us. Right? 
First John 4, 7, 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So if you need the love, the true love for that person or for that family members that you, man, you've been hurt, call those things. Remember God, he can create the love that you need inside you to love that person. To have compassion for that person. Even though you are right, you, you are the one who do, uh, has, been, has been wronged. It's our nature to love. First John 3.10 also says, But this is made clear who take the nature, who take their nature from God and are his children, and who take their nature from the devil and are his children. No one who does not practice righteousness, who does not conform to God's will to in purpose, thought, and action is of God. Very strong. Neither is anyone who does not love his brother or sister, his fellow believer in Christ. It's because it's, it's God's nature, right? So what, what about compassion to forgive people that, that wrong you, that, oh my gosh, this person did this. Can you f- forgive that person and forget everything that he's done for you, uh, done to you? God did. Jesus, through his son, did. It's impossible for us to forgive somebody who wronged us. We are human being. We make mis- uh, we, 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 uh, if you wrong us, I'm going to wrong you. I'm going to do something to you. Right? But, but, but remember, call those things that be not. Cry out to God. Speak it. God, give me the compassion to forgive. Because if you do this, your love will be sweet. Your relationship with one another will be sweet. Your relationship with your boss will be better. And you can move on to, to whatever God has for you. Remember in Colossians 3.13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. There's no uh, uh, we have no choice here. We must forgive others. How about this one? Last point. The lack of meekness. The quality of being patient. Humility. Do you, do you uh, receive undeserved criticism? Do you talk back when you're falsely accused? It's your rights. Or do you resist when the evil is done to you in return for the good you have done? That's a tough one. Especially as Americans, we want to say back to them. Remember God, your creator. Cry out to God to create in you Christ's meekness. So that like him, you will not open your mouth or nor resist things done to you. But like him, pray to God to forgive those who, who have wronged you. Remember, Jesus, when he was being crucified, being, being taken down to the, uh, the cross, he didn't say a word. And he was right, but he did not say a word. 
That's the example that we need, to, uh, the, the, uh, the nature of God that we need to have, the likeness of God we need to have. Isaiah 40, uh, 28 says, Don't you know, haven't you heard, the eternal God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, doesn't grow tired or become weary? All right? So what are the lack that you have? No matter what you lack, shortage, this is from Cornelia uh, uh, Newsom, or need is, the great creator stands ready, able, and willing. Yea, more, he longs to create in you whatever you need to make you like Christ and an able, successful worker for him. Because when you have the nature of God, when you have the likeness of you can become a better person, become a better husband, better minister, better wife, better students, better boss, better employee, and so on and so forth. Without it, it's just like you walk in the room and here we go again. You want to be a blessings, right? My life, I'm, I'm still growing every day. I'm growing every day. There are areas in my life that I still need to work on. And I constantly remember God, my creator. I continually re- review myself in my walking in him, not with him, in him. Am I allowing the nature of God to manifest in and through? Because it's already there. It's already there. Right? So this is the action points. Ask yourself this question. Am I walking in God? Rooted and built up in him. Colossians 2, 2, 6, 7 says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, uh, been taught abounding in, uh, in it with thanksgiving. Number two, be imitator of God. It's what we do. God called things that will be not so they were. We imitated him. Since you are the children, uh, imitate God since you are the children of he loves. Number three, it's your responsibility. Are you allowing the nature of God that's already in you to manifest in every area of your, your daily life? In dealing with people around you, your spouse, your parents, your children, your grandchildren, your in-laws, your teachers, your boss maybe? Think about that, guys. The nature of God in us. The like, and God, God, I love this. God loves to create in us in Christ because He gets more glory than the first time we walk into His, 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 uh, uh, His salvation. This is uh, uh, not in the note, but the, for we are God's masterpiece, Ephesians 2.10. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do things he planned for us long ago. God has a plan for your life. He planned it long ago. He has a plan and his plan is good. His plan is, is, is prosperous. His plan is, is a fruitful. But it's up to us to walk through it. 